you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. His name is Julian Juniman. He's from Measure School, which is all about learning to grow your business with data and metrics. He's also a course creator, membership site entrepreneur, and I'm really excited to get into it with you today. Thanks for coming, Julian. Thank you for having me, Chris. For the people out there, there's kind of two people that groups of people that listen to this podcast. We have a lot of do-it-yourself experts, and then we have WordPress professionals who build websites and do marketing for experts. Both of these groups of people um, want to make data-driven decisions, set up Google Analytics. It sounds easy, but it's not. And now we've got the whole new Google Analytics 4 thing that's dropping. Um, give us the highest level overview of what Google Analytics is. And for us that got it figured out and now something's changed with GA4. What's happening and how do we get ready for this? Sure. Um, I guess uh, start at the beginning. Uh, why was Google Analytics kind of invented? Or It's actually a company that Google bought um, in 2007. And the simple answer was uh, is that Google has bought this company because they obviously um, sell advertising on AdWords and they kind of wanted to just give them, a, give the website owners a tool to spend more money on ads uh, by showing them the results of what is going on on their website. So simply a tool, an analytics tool that helps you to decipher the um, behavior of your users on your website itself. So I, I would say that... Um, in a sense, you can use it for many different things, but on traditionally for small business owners, it was just used for um, finding out how many people came to my website, where did they maybe come from? And then um, you can optimize uh, based on that behavior. So obviously there's stuff happening on the website, but also off the website. And oftentimes you would look at um, people coming through SEO, maybe uh, uh, behave differently than people who are coming through um PPC ads or so. And obviously for professional marketers, it's a great tool to actually see what is happening on the website and track conversions. So the, the most important question that you can answer is where do my people come from and do they convert actually? Do they take the action that I want them to take? And so Google Analytics was um, a free solution that was out there that people can install. Although it was a enterprise solution at first and Google made it free. That's why it was always the pow most powerful um, uh, tool out there for free. That's actually there for free. Now um, it has become outdated over the years just because the internet was changing. The world was changing. More and more people were on mobile devices and Google analytics, universal analytics that is, was mainly uh, built around that measurement of websites. And obviously there are also apps out there that are different use cases nowadays for the information that you might put on, on the internet. And at some point um, it got harder and harder to, to develop this um, product. Now Google has come up with a new version called Google Analytics 4. And that is the fourth iteration of Google Analytics. And it's much more centered around um, a different data model that is much more flexible. 
that uh, would allow you to track websites and apps in, in one property, in one uh, interface. So you will be able to optimize both of them at the same time for one user experience. That's the central theme behind it. There are many other reasons why Google Analytics was, is switching now and, and, and turning off the old version in one year. It's actually a time they kind of announced this. And um, yeah, that's, uh, they, there's privacy reasons. There are feature development reasons and um, many other things that uh, we could get into. But that's the high, high level right now why um, Google Analytics 4 is now out. This is great. You're really good at explaining this stuff, which is awesome. For, for a, a website builder using WordPress, whether for themselves or for their clients, what's the best way to get Google Analytics integrated into the website? I know there's some WordPress plugins that help making the bridge easy, or what do you recommend for people when they're trying to connect Google Analytics to their WordPress website? Yeah, I mean, there's some great plugins out there on WordPress um, that you can install Google Analytics fairly easily. The thing is that I think if you want to have a base layer of data, these plugins are all fine. Everything um, kind of works, but you might as well know that if there's any kind of customization to the to the platform, at some point, um, you might not be tracking everything that you could be tracking, or um, sometimes... Uh, Data is missed out because you have changed something in the theme, for example. And then these plugins are built for a use case, a standard use case. But if you change around the standard, then um, sometimes they break. Now, I'm actually a big advocate of taking control of your tracking yourself. And it was previously always very, very hard to manipulate your tracking codes because you actually need to know a little bit of coding or JavaScript in order to build in certain things. But the power really comes in if you customize your implementation to your business needs. And that's where Google also brought out a tool in 2011 now already, um, which was a Google Tag Manager. And Google Tag Manager is kind of a, um, a layer of sorts that, that lets you manipulate these codes without needing to actually code, but um, make changes in templates. And the need, Google Tag Manager is actually a tag management tool. So especially if you have not only one code installed like Google Analytics, but you have AdWords conversion tracking, Facebook Pixel, um, many other tools that are out there, then you might want to use something like Google Tag Manager because you are managing then these codes um, away from what is installed on your platform. So you don't have to go into WordPress and like, where did I find this code? Where can I make these changes? But it's actually one central snippet that you install, which is Google Tag Manager. And then through that, you deploy all your different uh, JavaScript tracking codes um, for your marketing. So you'll be able to, for example, when somebody purchases your product, send that on to um, multiple tools instead of um, just of Google Analytics and needing to go in and, and, and manipulate all of these codes. So Google Tag Manager is my preferred way. Obviously, it takes a little bit of getting used to and, and learning. We have a lot of videos on our YouTube channel if you want to check that out on, on this topic. And it makes... Um, it opens up the door if you really want to get into tracking to actually customize your implementation um, to the abilities that, that Google Analytics 4 or any other analytics solution actually has rather than just um, the standard case. If you, if you think of WordPress, um, WordPress could be a blog, it could be a membership site, it could be a course, um, um, and, and it, it could be so many things. And a WooCommerce store, obviously, as well. So uh, the, these plugins are always built on a certain case and think, yeah, maybe this user is a, is a WordPress user because he has a blog. But it cannot um, know all of the use cases that you would have for your data, especially for data, um, and the capabilities of the tool like Google Analytics for what you can actually do with it. So that's when you get into customization. I would say 
First, um, you need to have your base layer set up. Um, if you have Google Analytics installed, that's already great. But if you want to take it up a notch, then uh, you want to maybe look at Google Tag Manager to install that onto your page and manage your codes through that. That's awesome. Well, let's. Uh, well, first, I just want to say, if this is speaking your interest, go check out MeasureSchool.com. Julian's built training there on exactly how to do all this stuff, which is awesome. And really, this is one of the first things you should do, in my opinion, when setting up an online business, get this in place and design with data and tracking in mind from day one. It's super important. I want to unpack this idea of tag manager specifically for course creators out there okay. because they, um, the word tag gets used a lot. It gets used in like marketing CRM, like tagging contacts. It gets used in WordPress for like blog categories and tags, something called taxonomy. Yeah. But what is it? What does a tag mean in the, in the world of Google Analytics, and then also, um, if you can weave into your answer, moving kind of full funnel, like maybe we get some traffic, they opt into something, and then maybe they end up on an email list, and then they buy something, and maybe we want to, uh, you know, over time sell that person more things. So how does how does how do we think about what tags are and how to use them across the full customer journey? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess uh, where we could start is like in, in terms of Google Tag Manager, the tag is really the tracking code that you would normally deploy. So you have something called marketing tags in that marketers oftentimes have to just install. And traditionally, you had to run to over to the developer and tell him, hey, can you install this tag for me on this website? And then maybe you want to track something uh, specific to did somebody click on the add to cart button and there needs to be another tracking code installed. So Google Tag Manager gives you the ability to install these uh, these, these data packages that you want to send over to the tool um, via a central management console. And you can actually customize triggers. For example, I want to fire this on a click. I want to fire this when somebody scrolls down a page. You can pick up all of these different interactions on your page that, um, and it makes it way easier to install it. And also then um, send the right data over to the tools and do a little bit of debugging. And it takes um, in other functionality from web development, for example, version control. So tracking, uh, if you work in, in, in a professional environment, if the tracking breaks, uh, the marketer, if you spend um, a, a sizable amount on marketing, for example, on a PPC campaign, if they cannot track conversions in the end anymore, then you're losing on out on very, very important data um, because you're not paying Google, for example, with PPC ads to drive traffic to your website. At, at first, because the investment is so high, at first you are just um, getting data from them to know what should be working, what shouldn't not be working. So if you're not tracking and something breaks there, then, um, then uh, you're losing out on data. And Google Tag Manager kind of gives you uh, all the tools to install these tracking codes reliably on your website. Now, when we get into membership sites, what is actually possible with maybe Google Tag Manager, um, maybe with Google Analytics or other tools out there? There are definitely many different tools we also use on our platform in order to engage users and, um, and make make, um, yeah, um, uh, help them throughout uh, their customer journey. And I think marketing tags cannot only be seen with, in, with Google Analytics in mind or with tracking in mind, but uh, even a chatbot that, or a, a chat tool that you install for customer service inside of your members area is already a little code that you need to install. And you could deploy this through Google Tag Manager, for example, or an intercom also tracks a lot of data. So 
uh, or active campaign, for example, they, um, they are not just an email marketing tool anymore. They are actually tracking machines because you want to connect your data with actual um, emails that you send out and so on. So you, you can utilize Google Tag Manager throughout um, the lifetime on your website, the lifetime of the, the user on your uh, through the journey of, of your website. Now, um, if I can come up with some examples. So first of all, Google Analytics is really great in finding out where did your user come from. So if you install Google Analytics just plainly on your website, then that's already a great step forward because you know how many people are coming to the website and um, what are they doing. But then we can customize and actually track interactions. So we can find out um, what are people actually up to on our website. And for membership sites, um, or, or, or course creators um, specifically, I could think of, first of all, the sale is obviously very important. That's the conversion when somebody uh, signs up. But even then, when somebody um, uh, has the login details, they actually log into the site, right? And that's when we can actually have a chance to identify the user, kind of. And um, in Google Analytics, normally everything is pretty anonymous. You don't really know who is who. Uh, but once the user logs in, you have the chance to send something over called the user ID. And then you have a list of um, user IDs that you can actually see what the, the, the single user click on or which pages that he visit. That's very powerful data that it might be also available in other tools. So if you think of an intercom, for example, um, if you wanted to find any kind of information about the user has used this specific feature inside of your membership site, and now um, you want to show him a message that needs to be sent into Intercom first. And sometimes you need to track certain um, interactions on your page with Google Tag Manager, you can do that and have the user ID available, send it all over to Intercom and then Intercom will take over and um, fire that message or, or pop up that message for that user or send them out an email or so, right? So we can do a lot on that uh, behavioral targeting even um, once the user is logged in. And that requires a lot of, um, uh, or a little bit of, of customization of your of your tracking tools as well. And then later on, you can obviously connect more and more tools, um, automation tools to it, to uh, fire personalized, um, personalized emails or personalized messaging to the user as well. So there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, abilities of um, tracking that you can do with Google Tag Manager, but then also um, the tools itself, depending on how creative you want to be with your marketing later on, uh, when the user is inside of the tool itself, um, is, is really up to you what capabilities you want to use. That is so cool. What I have some questions about your membership site journey yourself, but before we get into that, what's the fastest way for somebody to get started with Google Analytics today and Google Tag Manager? Yeah, I guess um, the fastest way is to, to install it. I, I think there are good plugins out there to install Google Tag Manager as well uh, on your website. And then just um, have a look at the different tutorials that are out there. I mean, we on our YouTube channel, we have um, free, free Google Tag Manager for beginners course, for example, that gets you used to um, how to actually deploy codes. Once you have them installed, also, your marketer, if you ever grow your team, will thank you so much for it because it's just so much easier to um, edit the codes later on or also um, yeah, keep track of what has been actually happening. So we oftentimes go into businesses and ask them, so what tracking do you have installed? Do you have any kind of plan of that or at least a sheet or something? And there's just no documentation whatsoever. Although even as, as marketing grows, you should have a plan just like developers um, 
documentation is 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 uh, the rule that everybody should have in mind, even for their marketing as well. And um, that's why I, I think, yeah, uh, if you if you set it up, um, install Google Tag Manager, then through Google Tag Manager, you want to install Google Analytics, and um, your tracking codes like uh, the Facebook pixel, I would say, is, is a really good um, way to get started and doesn't have to be too complicated. You don't have to do all the customizations. Only if you feel like, hey, I really want to find out how many people click that button or scroll down that page or even saw a, a certain part of the page, you can build that in with Google Tag Manager and um, then have that data available in GA4 or uh, in your Facebook pixel to retarget also people or in your Google ads. So there's a lot of possibilities, but um, to get started, just uh, go over to Google Tag Manager, sign up for an account and install it onto your website. That's awesome. Now, and your YouTube channel has a lot of videos on this kind of thing. It's called Measure School. And as of this recording, you've got over 150,000 subscribers. How a lot of course creators and coaches and membership site people are trying to also build up YouTube because it's a great marketing channel and a great, great way to build um, trust and authority in your niche. What did you, what are some tips that you learned in your journey to over 150,000 subscribers on YouTube? Yeah, I think um, nobody wants to hear this, but it's uh, consistency. In the end, yeah. I've been doing videos for um, seven years. When I started out, I actually looked at different marketing techniques that were out there, right? SEO and so on. And in the end, I, I kind of said, well, I created this course and back then it was on Udemy. Um, I created this course and I had fun kind of creating the videos for this course. Now, how can I market this? Well, I could create more videos and put them out there on YouTube, which is also the second largest search engine. So I just started consistently every week pumping out one video, um, just a tutorial at the beginning. And now we do uh, many different other styles of videos, but we kind of just stay consistent. It was not, I mean, there are many, many other channels that are much bigger than us um done this in in quarter of the time than us but um, for us it's like uh the yeah the, knowing your niche knowing your um your audience that you have there and just continue um putting uh, stuff out there and people will learn from that and they you build a brand people know you and then uh, they also start um going over to your website maybe buy your courses or so but unfortunately um I mean, there's, there's tons of other tips out there, but you already had some really cool people on, on the podcast as well to, to talk about this. So maybe you go back to the experts. We, I'm just here with a small niche, um, dedicated audience, keeping on um, putting out a video every week and trying to make this um, as valuable as possible. That's kind of the, the name of the game, I guess. That's awesome. Well, so we can learn from you, Julian, and your membership site journey. Um, where is it like, what's the structure of it today? Like you have like a membership site with lots of courses in it. You do some private coaching, yeah. like what's kind of in your stack of, or the offer that you offer there? Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, the, the thing is also, um, kind of customized for our market. We tried a lot of things out. So at the beginning I was on Udemy. Um, later I, I built my own WordPress website back then there were not many plugins out there where you can actually um, do a membership website with. Um, now there are a little bit more. And I um, kind of experimented a lot with first the model of courses. So having standalone courses that kind of um, went pretty well at the same time, I must say that the journey um, 
was a little bit of a roller coaster. And so um, a lot of people remember that model when you close a course and open up a course again and close a course. So you go through a roller coaster in terms of revenue and also um, in terms of your stress level, I would say. So for me, um, when we were still a small team, um, I, I kind of was, was searching for a way that I could make it more stable. And the membership model uh, kind of was appealing. At the same time, it was a little bit overwhelming looking at, oh, I don't have that much content that I could really put it behind a membership um, site. Nowadays, I think um, having progressed in that journey, we, we kind of made that step and said, okay, let's take everything into a membership site and start producing content just like we do it on YouTube um, more and more. And over the time, we have um, many more courses, little tools that I've developed. Um, we have uh, resources in there. We have, um, and we have a lot of live components nowadays in the community, obviously. But over the years, we kind of um, found out that the money inside of, and in analytics, these are highly specialized people, I, I think is mainly in the, in the consulting, really. And we still get a lot of consulting requests um, from people on YouTube. No, nowadays, we're trying to um, build a membership with a very specific purpose. We are training people that are, uh, want to become tracking experts in their agencies or um, in their freelance business. And then we kind of give them always the components of um, knowledge. So we have up-to-date courses. At the same time, we want to provide them also um, a live training component or a, a coaching component where we actually answer their questions on an ongoing basis because not everybody has always all the, the answers and it's great to have a little small community where people can actually um, yeah, get their questions answered. So that's kind of from, from an offer perspective. Um, do you want to hear about the, the, the tech side of things? Or, sure, um, sure. Well, yeah. we, we built everything on WordPress and it's still simply built by myself. We don't have a developer. Um, sometimes stuff breaks, but um, that's okay. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that are latched on. And we, we kind of, um, early on, I, I became a big fan of ActiveCampaign. That tool has also uh, grown immensely over the years, but um, there, there was a, a LM or a membership plugin that connects directly to, um, to ActiveCampaign, which is Active Member 360. So we use that as a kind of the, the, the restrictions on the WordPress side. So we built everything in WordPress and our lessons are running on um, a theme called Memberoni. And then um, we have a few extra things inside of the membership where we, for example, try to um, create some member structure or um, a, a section on the side where you can have a coaching request or coaching um, um, experience where you can ask questions and you get answers from me or my team. Um, we still have a Facebook group. Uh, we don't have a, a private forum there. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the tech stack, I think, um, in terms of what we do. Vimeo, obviously, it's also a great um, tool to, um, to, to work with. I'm actually a pretty big fan now of Vimeo's live streaming, although it's, pretty, uh, uh, it's a little bit expensive. But what you can do nowadays is when we have calls, for example, on Zoom, uh, when we have our, our office hours, for example, you can um, stream them to, to Vimeo, and then we have an instant recording of that on, on Vimeo itself and can embed that everywhere so uh, that has been really helpful for us so hopefully that helps other people out to make a decision on it maybe that's awesome what um where do you where would you say the majority of the leads for your members or students come from is it mostly from youtube or 
SEO or I'm sure you're doing a lot of different things, but what seems to really yeah. work for you? So YouTube is definitely our biggest channel. Um, it's always a little bit harder to tell because uh, it's a lot of brand building on YouTube. There's not one video that drives all the traffic, for example, or the links. People binge watch on YouTube yeah. and then they go over and at some point want to be part of the membership. We are putting um, uh, effort into SEO that's still growing. Uh, we also have some, some really cool blog posts that are ranking and bringing in people as well. And then we, we kind of... Um, have like appearances when I speak at a conference or in a podcast. So um, that's kind of the the way that that people find us um, and 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 start training with us. Yeah, that's awesome. What's your advice for somebody who is wanting to build a membership site and they're like kind of deep in the expertise? Like you're clearly a deep Google Analytics kind of marketing metrics kind of person, and sometimes it's hard to package all that into digestible, useful courses or trainings or whatever. How did you develop that ability to teach without overwhelming people? Yeah, you need to know your, your um, target audience uh, very closely. I actually went uh, myself through a business coaching in the last few months. And uh, although I have been doing this business for seven years and you think you, you, you know everything, they sat me down again and said like, okay, let's, let's talk about your ideal target audience, right? And you're like, oh, I already know it. But uh, you find out you don't really know it. And if you can really hone in on this, it makes so much more, uh, so, so much more powerful um, thinking in terms of the, the copy that you write but then also at the courses that you create because you have that person in the back of your mind and then you become somebody that speaks to your audience really because they, they see this and say, oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. That's when it becomes really, really powerful. And um, getting these basics down is, um, is crucial, I think. Um, at the same time, we are listening to our members a lot. Now, it's easy nowadays to fall into the trap of um, just going after the new shiny thing out there. Um, I mean, Google Analytics 4 is definitely new, um, maybe not as shiny yet, but it's, it's going to be, become a really big deal. But um, not selling yourself out and saying, okay, I'm going to um, make all the content on Google Analytics 4 for free on YouTube. We, we also like kind of have our members as the... Our members are our um, customers, obviously, and these are the, the people that we want to give the information first to. That's where that's what I pay for. And therefore, we, we kind of try to provide value to them first. The YouTube audience is there definitely as well. But at the same time, they um, have not yet decided to buy. And we want to keep them up to date with everything that we do and uh, all the new things that are coming out, but maybe not at all costs. So for me, it's always a uh, was a struggle over the last few years to keep that kind of balance between paid content and free content as well. Um, but as long as you know your audience and who you're talking to, uh, you you will be able to like kind of always find the motivation to to um, to provide value to them. That's awesome. I love seeing what you're doing. It's awesome to be on the journey with you. Uh, we've been going for about eight years, and it's the long game. Like you've been showing up and doing your thing and mastering your skill set over seven years. Um, yeah, I, I, I listened to you, started listening to your podcast, uh, yeah, many years ago. Um, and then I kind of fell off. Um, but at the same time, I was, I was always looking out for membership software, what is happening there. And I, like, utmost respect for building a software business. It's uh, 
kind of a hard business, um, but at the same time, it's probably pretty rewarding. Um, at some point, we want to also get into, into building something up for WordPress. I love the WordPress community as well. So it's really cool to see. Uh, and um, although there are other solutions now out there, right, for, for course builders, for membership site owners, um, WordPress is still something that I'm like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really still in love with it and uh, look at the capabilities um, from that perspective. And I love it from a tracking perspective as well, because you can build so many things in by yourself or uh, with the help of a developer um, in a few few hours, rather than um, these closed off systems. Uh, yeah, I don't want to name any names, but there are some really big systems. Um, well, there's, there's Shopify out there, which doesn't integrate with, with GA4 yet, right? Um, so for example, other um, also membership site softwares and so on, just have a terrible implementation of these tracking systems and you could do so much more with the data if you just had an open system um, like WordPress to actually put that in. Absolutely. That's Julian Juniman. He's from measureschool.com. Also go check out the Measure School YouTube channel. That is a place to go to educate yourself and I 100% recommend one of the first things you should ever do when you set up a WordPress site for courses or anything is to get your Google Analytics plan in place so you can be tracking from day one. Any final words for the people or anywhere else they can connect with you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, we are mainly... Uh, yeah, we have the social medias out there. If you also want to check out, if you feel like um, you are a professional marketer and want to step up your game in tracking, check out Measure Masters. That's our program for um, for marketers who want to take this seriously, this whole tracking um, um, topic. And um, yeah, otherwise, uh, that's that's basically it for me. Yeah. Awesome, Julian. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.